Hi, I'm Raylene Taskowski, and I've talked to over 10,000 women about sex over the past decade. Welcome to the Stand Up Comedy Sex Ed podcast. Welcome to Stand Up Comedy Sex Ed. It's where you can get questions answered like... How long does it take the average man to orgasm? And... How long does it take the average woman to orgasm? And also... Why is it so hot in here? Audiences agree. It's brilliantly funny. Raylene makes sex ed fun. This show is entertaining, factual, and relatable. There's nothing worse than being halfway done with sex and feeling your vagina shut down on you. (laughs) You've got to see stand-up comedy sex ed. I am ready to go do that comedy show. (laughs) Welcome to the Stand-Up Comedy Sex Ed Podcast, hosted by Raylene Taskowski and some other guest guru. And today's guest guru is Eve. And she is a nurse who talks about sex and likes to talk about sex. So I'm super happy to have her on the show. How are you doing, Eve? Hey, how are you? I'm good. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm weekend hungover. Oh, amen. I'm glad to be here, though. So I, you were just in Vegas, huh? I was. How was that? So Vegas is normally way more fun than it was this time because of the whole COVID stuff going on. Like even all the strip clubs were closed, which really sucks because that's one of the fun things about going there. So, but we still had a blast. Yeah. I mean, how can you not? Right. So why did our mutual friends say that I should talk to you about sex? (laughs) Okay. So, um, I am very open about sex and why it's important in life and just the fact that I like it so much and that I think everybody should like it. And I even talked to my children incredible, like super open about sex and how it's really just an instrumental part of having a super healthy life. Oh, amen. I say that all the time. Like you, it's important. Sexual wellness is part of overall wellness. Absolutely. So I'm all about that. Yeah. How old are your kids? Um, Wow. 24, 22. Hudson will be 20 and then 14. You did the same thing that I did, and my very first guest does. We start with the oldest, so everybody goes, "Huh? You don't have one that old?" And then you I work know. your way I'm down. I'm a grandma too. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I am too. But I, yeah. I look more like it than you do. <laughs> <laughs> no, sir. <laughs> that's what that's what the week that's what the weekend hangovers from. They were here, and so I had to get up at six thirty every day instead of the casual eight eight thirty that I usually yeah. get up at. So <laughs> yeah, I'm just so tired. I bet. So how does that um, work into your, does that have anything to do with your work as a nurse do you, or is it just? No, I, so I work in an emergency room and really the only, we don't get a lot of, the only thing we really get is like when we do the, the shot of shames, we call them. <laughs> I don't know if I should say that out loud, but like, you know, it's kind of when somebody comes in with like the STD check or, you know, like my girlfriend said she has one. So we call it the shot of shame, but um, I, we have had some like younger kids come in and like have no education about what sex is and how they got, you know, we had this one like 14 year old who had had um, an abortion already and didn't understand like how to stop it from like how to stop getting pregnant. And it's, it's scary that there are so many people out there or so many kids out there that aren't getting the kind of education that they need from their, from families and from moms like us and aunts and whoever. That's, that's terrifying. Terrifying. It is terrifying that they, they don't even, 
realize how they're getting pregnant. Yeah. Wow. So that's really the only sex doesn't really play a huge role in my job, but you don't um, have any weird sex stories of people with hamsters in their butts or anything like that. I did have a pill bottle in a butt once. <laughs> did, let me guess. Not they me. just slept I on it. No, no, not you at, at the hospital. I got that. <laughs> yeah. but, but let me guess. They just slept on it and fell. <laughs> oh yeah. It was a fall. Yeah. It was a fall. I it fell right on fall. I fell yeah, right on actually, that pill bottle. This one actually was not. This one was like I guess the wife had gotten pissed off at her husband, so oh, she Jesus. did that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's like the opposite of like Lorena Baba Bobbit or whatever her name was, right? Wow. Yeah. I do remember when um a long, long, long time ago when when I lived in Alaska and my ex husband was in the military and I met a woman and she had a gap between her two teeth and. No, no, no. Her husband had a gap between his two teeth. Uh, and, I see where this is going. Yeah. He had gone down on her and, and something happened like, and she jumped or jerked <gasps> and he caught her clitoris in his teeth and she had to go to the hospital and get it like sewn back on. Not the clitoris. I would imagine it would be the clitoral hood at that point, but that was... Yeah. Wow. That's the weirdest story I've ever heard of of someone that I actually know that it happened to. It wasn't like this girl saying, oh, that happened to that girl. That girl was like, yeah, no, it was me. I had to go Wow. have it put back because <laughs> it got stuck between his two teeth. It was a big gap, uh, though. <laughs> that hurts. You know, that's the equivalent of, like, getting kicked in the nuts, I yeah. think, right? Like, that's just, oh, that's, like, cringeworthy. It, that's yeah. it, to this day that's still the weirdest story and i was like 18 or 19 when i heard that story that's a lot uh, to take in at 18 yeah <laughs> back then i didn't talk about sex like i didn't start oh, talking gosh. about sex till i was like 38 <laughs> wow yeah no i've always talked about sex and then there was um when i was in college the second time so like i was in my 30s Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, what happens girls just get around and talking somehow on the subject always comes to butt sex. I don't know how that mm-hmm. happens, but mm-hmm. it always does. It just and, happened this weekend. I'm yeah. Like, yeah. You, you're yeah. not even paying attention. The next thing you know, you're talking. And so she was talking about her, uh, this one girl of the three of us there, she had had, uh, anal and she said, you know, it's not that bad if he's not that big. And I said, well, if you ever break up with your boyfriend, there's two reasons I'm not going to date him. And she's like, why? And I'm like, because he's not that big and he likes butt sex. So he's off the table. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, God. It's awesome. Oh, and I did have another uh, customer. Now, the parties that I do are ladies only, but for the shopping room, if the guys are home, the guys can come in and shop with them. So okay. I'm in there and we were talking so that the husband was there and the wife and she had mentioned that he was interested in anal and she just was like, I'm not about it at all. Well, then he comes in and he's holding this, this, we were talking about a C ring and he's holding this toy that we have. That's pretty girthy. And he's, you know, smacking it in his hand. Like it's no big deal. And he says, are you sure that C-ring won't hurt? And I looked and I'm like, on an average guy, it doesn't hurt. But the way you're holding that toy, like you own it, <laughs> you're probably <laughs> bigger than the average guy. So this might give you a little snug. And right. keep your, stop trying to get in her butt. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> like, 
Oh my gosh. And then they both laughed because she was like, yeah, no, that's how big it is. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You back away, young man. (laughs) No entry for that. Like they said, if it's not that big, it's not that bad. That looks big. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. You see some movies and some people can take it. Those are movies. Those girls have been prepped. That is not a first time. (laughs) It's not. I will say that. So I've been married a couple of times. Um, And my first husband was gargantuan. Like there were certain positions that you can't do when they're so big. right? Right. Or if you do that position, they have to exercise some caution. Yes. Or you jump off the bed mm-hmm. or fall off the bed because that's <laughs> never happens. Or, or just get poked right off the bed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, hit your head on the way down. Um, so, it, but progressively, they've gotten like each next, not next husband, because I've had one other husband. He was a little bit smaller, but still girth was good, but still certain positions, you know, you had to be a little more careful. So I have to say, I'm actually a little more satisfied with the not as gargantuan because then you can do more things without having to hold back. Yeah. My, one of my first boyfriends back when I was obviously much younger, 16, 17, 18, he had a thick stock. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was thick. And we, I say we had sex, but I'm gonna say it with air quotes. Cause I don't think he ever got in me. I think he just rubbed it around on the out. Cause I think my entire body was like, no, 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 no. If I had learned about lube back then, maybe, but at this point, I think right. we never got more than the tip in there. Cause we also just never had time or play, you know, we were young. So it's not right. like we yeah, had a place yeah. in a car or, you know, on a couch, there was no real, like, I never got in, Like it literally looked like a Coke bottle. <laughs> I was just like, I don't, I don't know how long yeah. it was before you actually got to have penetration with a girl. <laughs> with a girl. Um, <laughs> one of my girls was tendering for a while and, um, she, you know, you get the unwarranted dick pics, of course. And she was showing a group of us this one dick pic and all the girls were like, oh my God, that's so big. And I'm like, it, it is? <laughs> like, like I, because for me, that was like what I was used to. And with the normal was, I'd really never been subjected to... An average size penis? <laughs> an average size penis. They're not. So, I mean, that's like true, like, you know, first world problems right there, right? <laughs> like, you got lucky. God. I did. Well, just in that area. That's why they're exes, right? So I've I've experienced right. micro penis before. That was Oh my God. That was interesting. Uh I've not experienced it. But one of my best friends has. And it's she she at one point she's like, Are are you are you doing anything? Yeah. And it was done. Yeah. Day. That happened was, to me. That, I can't, well, like. Yeah. I, I, I was, I, I was a little bit like, well, obviously underwhelmed, but. <laughs> was, I mean, you don't want to laugh at their faces because it's not their fault. No, but it was also a drunk hookup. So, I mean, if there had been a relationship, we could have worked with it and it would have been fine, but it was. I, I, I don't know if I could have worked with that. 
Oh, does that make me super shallow? No. I just don't know if I could have. <laughs> no, here's a comedian me. If you've had a lot of big dicks, you are obviously not shallow. <laughs> <laughs> My welcome. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no. Hey, I I laid that right out there for you. Yeah, you put that one right there for me. I could oh. not miss that one. <laughs> I wish I'd have thought of it. <laughs> oh, God. That was fun. Yep. So how old are your grandkids? Five and four months. Ooh, bitty, bitty. Oh my gosh. And Boys or girls? Pardon me? Boys or girls? So my five-year-old is a girl. She is amazing. And she loves her gammy. And the little one is a boy. I don't know. So yeah. we were just, I was supposed to be recording a podcast this afternoon about circumcision. Uh, oh, okay. Ha have a guy who's going to come on and talk about getting circumcised as an adult. I think it was for a medical reason, not for a... Uh, I just want to look like everybody else reason. Mm -hmm. I'll find out more when we talk about them. So how do you feel as a nurse and as a grandmother and as a mother about circumcision? Um, I feel like it's a personal choice. I had my children circumcised. Um, and we would uh, segue to a funny story about circumcision and my children. Um, my oldest son was born eight weeks early. He weighed two pounds, 12 ounces, and he was born, right? So he was about four pounds when he did his circumcision. This is with the same husband who was hung like a horse. Um, <laughs> and the doc came, and this was back in the day when they used these little plastic bells that went over the tip of the infant's penis to put the skin on that to use it. And the bells come in different sizes. <laughs> and much to my husband at the times, like joy and happiness the doc came out and said he had to use the largest size plasti bell on this little four pound baby <laughs> so um He's I, like, that's I, my boy <laughs> i dare say he passed that gene on <laughs> that's no i think um i think a circumcision is a personal decision um well yeah but that's that's the point is it's it's not a personal decision it's a parental decision correct the person That's, itself gets no choice whatsoever right. as i said that i was thinking that in my head right yeah. it is a, it's a parental decision i um, was just thinking the other day i was wondering how a re, a religious ceremony of removing a part of someone's body became the american standard because we're not even a jewish nation but it was a uh, so originally it was deemed a medical procedure like like in in america like what they the american academy of pediatrics used to say that you should do it because it's cleaner less risk for infection we now know that's not true right but a long time ago that's why people were doing it regularly Conven that weren't jewish <coughs> conventional wisdom Right. Right. Um, now. I just, still, I just still don't understand why, you know, God gives us these perfect bodies. And the first thing we think of is, oh, got to take that piece off. Yeah, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. And of course. I've, However, I do like, 
for elk, for older men who are not circumcised, if they don't pull it back as, as you get older, um, if you don't, you know, pull it back enough, it will seize up right. and close around the close around and you won't be able to retract that skin. Right. Um, well, and the same thing though with women, I mean, it's not, it's not the skin, but if you don't use it, you lose it. And that's going to be on both sides. Yeah. So I actually had a woman call me one day and she's like, I need a, an internal vibrator. Cause I just went to my doctor's office and she hadn't had sex in five years. Um, and she said her doctor said she was starting to collapse and she needed to get a vibrator and use it, or she was going to lose the ability to be penetrated. It was just going to collapse. And so I would imagine it's the same thing with the penis. Uh, yeah, I guess. Although to be fair, don't they have like erections during the middle of the night all the time? They do. But I mean, women, women have, um, wet dreams too, essentially. Yeah. Right? There's no penetration there. No penetration. Right. But if um, a guy gets an erection, won't the foreskin come back naturally? So no, because the skin tightens up around, like we, you're unable to retract that skin. Well, you said that's if they, if they don't do it. If they don't reach, right. It doesn't even have to have an erection. You just have to be able to retract the skin and clean around it. Right. Yeah. And we've had patients this, when I worked in the ICU right now, I work in the ER. So but when I worked in the ICU, there were men who you could barely move that skin. Um, wow. Yeah. I learned so much on this show. There's this, <laughs> all I can do is ask questions. And it's kind of weird. I can't go up to a random guy at like, you know, a tailgate and be like, Hey, how's your foreskin? <laughs> <laughs> do you move it enough? <laughs> you move it? Have you moved your foreskin today? I mean, we have all these <laughs> signs out there. This is, have you moved your bowels? Let's just right? put one out. This is, have you moved you your foreskin today? Examination. <laughs> yeah. Don't forget to pull your foreskin back. I'm not even kidding when I tell you I have never seen an uncircumcised penis. I mean, a, a, yeah, an uncircumcised penis. I think I saw one in a in like a magazine or something when I was in my early twenties, but I've never seen one. And so, I'm so I dated a guy back when I was eight, between like seventeen and nineteen, for almost almost two years. We dated, um, and he was uncircumcised, um, and it was it was easier to give him a hand job, right? Cause it kind of went with it. Um, the skin, yeah, the skin kind of moves a little with it. So it was easier to give him a handy, but he, um, there was no issue. It didn't, it didn't cause any issue. It didn't bother me. Well, so from the little bit of research that I've done since I got excited about this subject that when they get the erection, the foreskin pulls back and it just creates that little mushroom top that they have anyway. So it doesn't look that yeah. much different when it's erect. It doesn't. So not at all. I don't understand. Yeah. Like I'm, you know, I've got to be 52 years old before I'm finally thinking about circumcision and why they do that. Like we stopped binding little Chinese girls feet in the sixties. How long until we finally say, Hey, let's stop chopping off bits of bodies. Yeah. I mean, some people are, that's the, people are, more people are choosing not to do it than they were 20 years ago. Yeah, I, I have heard that. But it's, yeah, so. and, it's a, and it's a cycle. And I think right now a lot of people are doing it because they want to look, they want their kid to look like them. Right. Which is kind of weird because you're not really going to be looking at it that often anyway. Nope. <laughs> so uh, I had my 
as I said, my grandkids were here last weekend and I have various uh, training devices, educational devices on my desk. And we have this rather large blue penis. Mm -hmm. And I was, my dad was over and I was, I said, I'm just cleaning my office out because the grandkids are going to be in here and I don't really want them <laughs> finding anything. And I said, I don't want to give my grandsons a complex as I'm holding the large blue one. And my dad says, oh, is he not a savage? <laughs> and that's, that's our, that's my maiden name. That's my dad's name. <laughs> I love I that. Like, I was like, dad inappropriate there's a double <laughs> meaning to that though right <laughs> you got like a savage right? i like my dad just made a dick joke he is a minister and <laughs> i'm telling you those are the, the closeted ones whenever i used to go to sex toy parties the closeted the the small quiet little demure woman in the back was the one with the craziest stories or would buy the uh -huh. most things uh-huh you know? as, as the sex toy lady i can tell you that is true I'm I did sure. a bachelorette party once and there was the, the system, the sister and the mother were like, she's going to be so embarrassed. Oh my God. She's going to be so embarrassed. And so there was all these people. We did the whole party. We get in the back room. Like you have X dollars to spend. She goes, okay, I need new handcuffs. I need another whip. I need another butt plug. And I was like, Oh, your mom and sister don't know you at all. Do they? And she goes, no, no, bit. they don't. <laughs> no. Yeah. And I learned that a long time ago. It's, it's yeah. the ones who come in and who are obnoxious and like, show me the biggest, blackest dick you have. She's not buying anything. She is uncomfortable and she's making jokes to make everybody else uncomfortable because she doesn't want to be uncomfortable. And I'm just like, yeah, sit down, shut up, knock it off. Yeah. Let's just have fun here. That I'm kind of woman can ruin a party. I can the, only imagine. Yeah. If they try, they will like, they're uncomfortable. So they will make absolutely sure everybody else is uncomfortable and then nobody will buy anything. Mm. I've seen it happen a couple times and I'm just like, then I, and the girls who are like, well, we can't start this party until so-and-so shows up. She's the life of the party. And I'm like, if that's what you think, that person's going to come in late, interrupt everybody, not pay attention. Your sales are going to go down. If this was yeah. important to her, she would be here already. True. And by the way, I'm the life of the party. Yes. <laughs> already here. I'm here. Um, I brought the party with me. <laughs> yeah. I'm an open book. I haven't taught, like, you know, I, I used to joke with people that, like, I would talk about masturbation at the dinner table with my kids because I just always wanted them to be comfortable talking about sex and knowing that it's okay. Right. I think that was... I don't think, like, I know that for me, I just wanted them not to feel uncomfortable about who they were or what they were and that sex is okay and it's just a normal, happy, amazing part of life. I've advised masturbation as a solution for a number of par uh, problems over the years uh, to which my daughters did not subscribe to the theory, but like, even so much, like, period cramps. And, and then be like, oh, it hurts so bad. I was like, just go masturbate. Yep. Like, it feels so much better. It'll give you a rush of endorphins and you'll feel better. And for period cramps, I think if you can get the uterus contracting, it helps move everything through faster. So it hurts less. That makes sense. And my, I think my, they're great for headaches, for nausea. Not being able to fall asleep. 
That's, uh, ding, that's ding, my go-to. <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent. That's my go-to. Sometimes that's like, if I don't have to work, you know, in the morning, when I wake up in the morning, I'm like, all right, this is a, you know, that's how I start my day when I don't have to work. Yeah. I do power naps. I tell people, I do it at my parties. I tell people at my parties all the time and it's a power nap. I set Siri for 20 minutes. I masturbate for two and a half because that's all it takes when you're by yourself. And then I sleep for Seriously. 17 and a half and I wake up and I'm like, oh, I'm ready to go do that party now. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, it makes morning sex difficult though because if I have an orgasm in the morning, I just want to go right back to sleep. So I've trained myself <laughs> to have an orgasm and go to sleep. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Yep. It's important. My episode, my very first episode that I did on this podcast was how, talking to your kids about sex. It is paramount that you do that because Absolutely. if you don't, then somebody else will talk to your kids about sex and they may not give them the right information. So in seventh grade, that like AIDS was real big when I was in uh, middle school. It was really coming to the forefront. It was a real big you know, discussion. Um, so we had this long talk in science class about AIDS and we had a speaker come in. And so I asked the question, I raised my hand and I was like, can you get AIDS from oral sex? And the person said, yes. And I was mortified, just mortified. So I went home. So I grew up in foster care. So I went home and asked, um, the dad of that house, um, I was like, I don't understand how you can get AIDS from oral sex. It just doesn't make sense that you can get AIDS by talking about it. Because <laughs> I thought oral sex was talking about sex. Oh, my, that, one of my daughter's friends, uh, on a birthday card or something, I can't remember exactly what it was, but she had written to me, or it was one of my birthdays on Facebook and she posted, thanks for being the one who taught me that oral sex wasn't talking about sex. <laughs> I'm so oh, glad I wasn't the only one that You're not the that. only one. <laughs> um, but I never wanted my kids to not know. Right. And that was one of those moments that I remembered, like, I'm never going to let that happen to my kids. And it, bad they're mortified that. when I bring it up. They're right. mortified that I talk about sex and stuff, but I know it's better for them that way. I... <laughs> I feel bad for that foster dad because I don't know how he took that comfort. He was like, oh, I am not going to tell you what it really is, though. <laughs> poor yeah. guy. Yeah. So that's yeah. funny. I've done a lot of uh, talking to kids about my daughter's friends, not random kids, with their parents' permission. I actually was instructed um, by the parents of my youngest daughter's friends you know like anytime I would have a talk with my daughter I would tell them about it and then they would be like well can you have that talk with my daughter too because they didn't want to do it but they knew I was going to address it in a way that was proper and right. answer the questions without making it skeezy or uncomfortable because right you know it can be mm -hmm. but I mean I've talked to everybody about sex including my parents and I'm telling you sometimes it's just not comfortable <laughs> you just gotta it's do not, it well it's it's been made since taboo thing in america or right. all over the world you know it's been made to be like a taboo subject and it shouldn't be right and that's why i'm doing this podcast this is why i do my stand-up comedy sex ed shows this is why i do my ted talk which it will be a ted talk in a few months about the value of talking about sex 
there's a value in it and the value is education absolutely there's do you ever just get blindsided by how somebody could be so thoroughly uneducated and i'm not even yeah. just talking about sex but i'm talking about everything yes it blows my mind sometimes and i live in a fairly affluent area um and I used to work in an inner city emergency room. So we, we would get a lot of uh, people kind of with, we call it knowledge deficit. That's yes. kind of our way of, you know, making it not so hurtful when you say. Well, that's what it really is though. It's a knowledge deficit. It is. But then you wonder how in the world those knowledge deficits happen. Like, do you not it's, have a TV or? It's a cycle. I think if your parents don't know it, you're not going to know it. Your kids aren't going to know it. They're not going to know it until somebody breaks that cycle. Right. Until somebody steps in and says, so, you know, one of the kids at 16 says, no, I want to really know about this. Or, you know what I mean? It's a cycle that needs to be broken somewhere along the way and right. picked back up. Yeah. So that's, I was, I, I'm off topic on this one, but recently I became aware that somebody that I know got scammed uh, for money and, mm -hmm. and it was, and I can understand there's certain situations where I can understand you got fished because you just weren't paying attention, right? right. You know, there's plenty of people that it happens to, but this person sent their social security number and their credit card to somebody <laughs> over the internet and then was surprised to find that her bank account was wiped out. And I'm like, how is there such a knowledge deficit that you don't know that your social security card is something you should never, ever, ever, ever give to anybody unless they're hiring you? Yeah. Something. How? Yeah. How do these knowledge deficits happen in this world, in this United States? I can see taking advantage of old people. I mean, I don't see them. I mean, I can understand how it happens. But I don't understand how somebody my age gets scammed at that level. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, it. That's a knowledge deficit. And I just wonder yeah. how that happens. And then I also wonder where I have knowledge deficits. Absolutely. Like, I don't walk around thinking I'm the be all, know all, end all of everything. Like, I recently had to learn about Juneteenth Day, which. It was weird because one guy was like, you know, what the fuck was wrong with all you people that don't know about Juneteenth Day? And then one of my other friends who's black wrote, how many of you actually know? He goes, because I have a, he says, because I don't think it's as prevalent even, even in my community. I think it's, he just wasn't aware. And so I had said, like, the only reason I know what Juneteenth is, is because my daughter did a dance when she was in high school, they did a performance at a Juneteenth celebration. And I looked up like, what's Juneteenth? And I'm like, okay, it has something to do with people of color. I don't really need to know too much about this. Well, then when it came up just a couple weeks ago and the whole world was losing their shit and half the people like, I am, what, what, was, what, what made me mad is the number of people were trying to make everybody else feel bad about their knowledge deficit mm -hmm. about that, which is something they wouldn't have normally come across in their everyday life. Right. It's something on the calendar. It doesn't, it's not part of their culture. If it's not relevant, sometimes it's not relevant to what's happening relevant. in your life. Right. You, it's like you Boxing Day. It. Yeah. Like Boxing Day. So, it's Canadian. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it's for. I've heard of it, but I don't know what it is because <laughs> I'm not Canadian. <laughs> right. It's not relevant. 
So knowledge deficits, that's a good, that's a good way to put it. I like that. That's going to be in, I'm going to use that. Good. All right. So I did something here. I feel accomplished. You did a lot of things. <laughs> that was fun. Yeah. All right. So I have a little um, deck of cards here that I use and I do this okay. at the end of all of my little podcasts. Um, it's called things they don't teach you in school, a crazy mix of fun facts, random trivia, and totally useless knowledge. And I went through and I pulled out all the sex questions. I love this. That's who I already. am. So our weird sex question of the week. Um, what is the most, I might've asked this one already, but I don't care. I'm going to do it again. What is the most common day for looking at online porn? Hmm. Oh, I know. I'm going to have to go with like a Friday night. No, it's actually Sunday. Sunday. And I think <laughs> the, the reason is, and I, I, I must have done this question before because I remember saying this. It's because after church, there's nothing left to do but laundry and start <laughs> sinning again. <laughs> oh, you said start <laughs> sinning again. That's why I always tell people, I always tell everybody. You've been have, cleansed, so start yeah. again. People, well, when I first started doing the parties, people would say, uh, oh, I can't do it on a Sunday. And, and I would say, actually, Sunday afternoon is the best time to have like a, mat, uh, what do you call it, like a brunch. Because after church, there's nothing left to do but laundry and start sitting again. So you might as well have a party. That's <laughs> and freaking awesome. To this day, Sunday afternoon brunches are my best parties. I love it. <laughs> well, That's thank awesome. you for coming onto my show. This is normally the part where I ask people uh, if there's a way to find you or something like that. But since we're going a little bit under the radar and we're just using your first name, I'm sure you don't want people looking you up on Instagram. <laughs> probably not probably not um but you can find me on instagram at stand-up comedy sex ed uh, my website is stand-up comedy sex ed.com and i've set up a facebook group just for this podcast so you can participate in polls ask questions politely share an alternate point of view and generally let us know what you think of this episode and other episodes so search stand-up comedy sex ed podcast on facebook and find it please wherever you are listening to this please subscribe to the podcast share and Write a review so other people know that you listen to it and you think that this is funny or educational or annoying. I don't care. You just got to say something. So <laughs> thanks for coming on my podcast, Eve. Have a great day. Enjoy the rest of your bright, sunny Monday. Awesome. Thank you so much. That was so much fun. I appreciate it. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.